0: This is On The Grid on MyPodcastHouse.com. day, everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Grid here on MyPodcastHouse.com. Thanks for joining us today. If you're tuning through iTunes or the like, thank you for joining us as well. Big show coming up. We'll catch up with Richard Crowell in just one sec. Wrap up what happened in the Shannons Nationals up at Queensland Raceway this weekend. Passed and it was a great weekend for Australian Production Car Series and also for our Porsche Michelin GT3 Cup Challenge. We'll also have a chat to the winner of the Jacuzzi Spas Australian production, production Car Series, race number two. That winner, of course, Tony Delberto driving with Grant Denny. We'll cover off on the Formula One race over the weekend at Hungary. Daniel Ricciardo, a fantastic fourth, and plenty more to talk about as well. But let's kick it off right now. We say a very good day to Richard Crail. How are you, Crailsy? Some extra, not bad. How are you? Excellent, mate. Safely back at home, as you are, from another weekend up at Ipswich. And what a great weekend it was, To Some fantastic racing. Uh, we'll kick it off with one of the categories that, of course, uh, you cover on track, and that is the uh, Porsche Michelin GT3 Cup Challenge. And gee whiz, these young guns are just, they fill you with hope, don't they, in regards <laughs> to what the future of Australian racing is all about?
1: Yeah, they do. We made the reference in commentary on the weekend that it feels like DBS Development Series 2012 where we had um, Scott McLaughlin, Scott Pye, uh, Chas Mostert, Nick Perkett all battling for the championship and they've all gone on to bigger and better things. This has got that year written all over it, but in Porsches um, and the five or six kids at the front of the field are all supremely talented and all have a massive crack at Um, having a a really good career in the sport, which is exciting. So terrific racing. And in the end, just when it looked like Cooper Murray, 16-year-old from Melbourne, was going to build his lead in the series, he uh, instead, a little bit of contact with the leader, Simon Fallon, broke the radiator in his car, and he was a DNF in race three. So that really changed the game and um, a real turn-up in that championship. So it's closed it right in now, and it's a a fiercely intense competition going into the final couple of rounds.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. And only uh, a matter of points now separating uh, Cooper Murray, Max Ferdow and Simon Fallon in that championship. And it was great to see Chelsea Angelo uh, come through and actually finish third in the round as well. So that's uh, great news for her in her uh, future. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. First first podium, um, did it on great pace, uh, consistency, really, really strong performance. She said afterwards, oh, finally. And I said, oh, well, it's only your fourth round in a Porsche. So <laughs> it's not a, not a bad... Uh, not a bad strike rate already in a young Porsche career, but she's got a great future in front of her, Uh, especially after 18 months, basically, out of a seat. So, hasn't had a lot of recent racing experience, so to jump back in and be that competitive that quickly is tremendous. It's a testament to her and uh, excuse me, a testament to her wall racing as well.
0: Well, I was going to say, she's got some amazing mentors around her, including David Wall, (laughs) who'd just be helping her career no end.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great, great one to lean on and he, he brings a lot of that consistency into it because David, you know, his, his career, especially his recent Porsche career, has been built on just accumulating finishes and, and scoring good points. And that's what Chelsea's already been doing. Um, but the raw speed's there as well, obviously. And so he's a, a, a super contender. So it's, it's a great story and, really, really good for the sport to have her competitive in a, a major outright national-level category.
0: Going to catch up with Tony D'Alberto uh, shortly for a chat in regards to his victory with Grant Denier. Of course, those two are uh, joining up in the Lotus to take out uh, the second race of the uh, Jacuzzi Spars Australian Production Car Series. And what was a fantastic weekend. I love the Saturday night racing. That is just... Isn't it? Yeah, it's just it opens up your mind and the, the imagination of, you know, racing through the night and stuff. It's just great.
1: Yeah, it's good. And, and unlike what we're going to see in Sydney this weekend with the supercars, it's it's proper night racing. There's <laughs> only lights to to point the, the entry points to the corner and the apexes. And aside from that, it's just uh, send it and uh, headlights on um, and deal with it from there. So yeah, it was a great show. Very atmospheric evening. There was a thunderstorm rolling in at the time and 30 um, odd cars on the racetrack all at once pounding around. It was a a great show, it's a good race um, and yeah, the production cars look like they're going very strongly, uh, Great, really numbers. good field, yeah, second time in a row we've had more than 30 cars and um, some new cars at the front of the field and more new ones to come as well, we understand So, Yeah,
0: the Porsche Cayman coming for winter, yep. which is great
1: Yeah, which is good to see so, um, and it, it's now a, a point where the BMWs are going to be the, the chasers of these very fast lotuses, but um, wasn't it good to see Grant Denier and, and you mentioned Tony Dalberto and He's a great story in his own right, but Grant has had the worst racing luck for the last two years. Yeah, um, So it's just tremendous to see him finally getting a race win, which is great.
0: Yeah, well, they had a shocker at Sandown, of course, a, a couple of months back in the first round of the production car series where that car didn't even make the weekend after uh, the weather took out Tony on the Friday. So it was great to see them come back and mm. grab a victory, no doubt. Uh, also, we had up there at uh, Ipswich the, product, uh, not the production car series, the prototype series as well.
1: Yeah, we did. Pretty straightforward round. Queenslander Dave Barham took the, the honours there and Jason Macris finished second overall to extend his championship lead. So uh, a strange weekend for that series, just a bit of a holding pattern for them. But um, their next round at, at Sydney Motorsport Park should be really interesting um, as they build towards a, a championship showdown. So there are a few mechanical dramas for a, a couple of title contenders that hurt the point situation, but they've got to drop... Uh, a couple of races before the final round so they dropped their two worst races of the year which will bring a few cars back to the pack and give others a leg up going into the finale at phillip island at the end of the season so um yeah good little championship
0: Thomas Randall uh, collected a double in the uh, Sky Sands National Sports Dance Series, but it wasn't enough to give him victory in the round. He was ex- uh, excluded from race number one due to some unmarked tyres and uh, what, having a chat to Thomas last night at the Virgin Lounge, what seemed to be uh, some bad information that they might have got from an official. Regardless, though, it happened and uh, a shame for him.
1: Yeah, it was. I, I don't think Thomas was in it for the championship anyway, really. Um, just an opportunity to get more miles and... Uh, drive a very, very cool car, that 850 horsepower Saab 9.3 that his dad raced as well. Um, What he was, I think, more happy was, was was busting Jack Perkins' lap record at Queensland Raceway, which he did in race two and then did it again in race three, which was tremendous. So um, that was a bit of a marker just to show both how fast Tom is and how fast that car is as well. So that was a good story.
0: So it was a great weekend up there for the Shannon's Nationals round four of the championship. It moves to Winton. Uh, at the end of August, the first weekend of September, uh, for what should also be uh, another great round, uh, two round, uh, two rounds, I should say, of the uh, Australian Formula Four Championship, Australian Production Car Series GT3 Cup, as well. So plenty of things happening up at Winton. If you want to make your way up there in a few weeks' time, mate. Formula One Grand Prix last night uh, in Hungary. Daniel Ricciardo, one of the drives of the year, coming. Uh, at, he, we know he was going to do. It. We know he's going to make his way up the field from twelfth. But to finish fourth after having been smashed into twice, once at the start and once towards the end, it was an amazing effort.
1: Yeah, I, I was in bit by 8.30, not going to lie. I did the old man thing after yesterday's big day at the racetrack. But uh, I've seen the highlights and, yeah, it was it was basically Ricardo passing everybody and then being crashed into. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a funny old race, but once again, just showing his amazing race craft and, and his ability to pass people and work his way through the field which is great and um, one of the reasons why he's so in demand I, I expected a driver announcement from that team to confirm him uh retaining at Red Bull over the weekend and I was a bit surprised that we didn't yeah. see that so I wonder if they're just waiting for this next three week. we've got like the summer shutdown now um, just to buy their time I suppose and plan it out or whether he's got some other offers that he's seriously considering I don't know but Um, all the Formula 1 sources suggesting that he's going to stay at at Red Bull for another couple of years, but um, yeah, interesting, good drive Um, World Championship probably takes a bit of a dent because Hamilton won comfortably Um, Ferrari 24 points now, yeah lucked out, it's the biggest margin of the season as well lucked out in qualifying with the rain and then um, obviously just we're were fighting with one arm tied behind their back and, and then with Valtteri Bottas as well, so um, yeah, disappointing, but hopefully uh, the the swing goes the other way to Sebastian Vettel for a couple of races and we can have a really good world title fight because I think this year deserves it. Yep. Um, it's been a really good season, I think. it's It's been the best season in a couple of years in terms of the racing and the competition, so hopefully it... Uh, we get a good world title fight out of it. We can have Ferrari and Merc going at it into the final round in Abu Dhabi. Wouldn't
0: that be fantastic? And I'm not sure. Since you did miss the race, did you actually hear uh, Max Verstappen's? Yeah, I heard. How yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it's good, good to hear. Good and, and rightly so up. too. And but rightly for, so.
1: for Aussie fans, good because he was hauling Ricardo I and mean, Dan yeah, a was. couple of bad races. Um, was only a point behind him in the world championship going into that weekend, and now that's um, swung back into the favour of Ricardo in that very intense little inter-team battle there at Red Bull for Bragging rights at the end of the season.
0: Just finally, mate, before we let you go, massive weekend coming up at Sydney Motorsport Park this weekend, uh, the first V8 supercar night race for a long, long time. Actually, a a great stat, Craig Lowndes ran his first race in a night race at Sydney Motorsport Park, and now Uh in the year that he says goodbye, his final race at Sydney Motorsport Park will be a night race. Yep, ninety six. Yeah, for the Holden
1: Racing Team k- kicked off his championship year that year. He won Sandown and Bathurst that season as well. Um, it, it's and we're not over exaggerating things when we say this race will be as important as Bathurst in the context of the championship. It, it's a point a lap, or a point a kilometer for racing this weekend. Three hundred k one race. Yeah, three hundred points up for grabs. One driver. So. I mean the the scenarios are endless but imagine if you're Shane van Gisbergen and 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 you get it wrong or someone crashes into you at turn 1 while they're trying to work out how to drive on the lights or whatever and you DNF and Scott McLaughlin wins the race all of a sudden you go over, you go you go from 135 points behind to
0: 435
1: yeah and it's it's not game over because there's still 3 Enduros with big points coming up in the next couple of months. It's a kick it in becomes, the teeth, though. Yeah, it becomes really difficult. Yeah. On the flip side, Scott McLaughlin's got this lovely championship lead that he could see vanish quickly with a bad performance this weekend. So there's so much on the line and so many variables, you know, before you even get to the point of talking about how good it's going to be to have night racing and all those cool things that we're looking forward to watching and experiencing on Saturday night. Um it's still, the the championship broader picture is enormous and the ramifications I'm convinced will dictate how the remainder of this season plays out and I think it's going to have huge consequences for the rest of the year.
0: And throw in Porsche Carrera Cup and Porsche Carrera Cup Asia, which are over for the weekend as well and we've got some fantastic TV coming up right around Australia if you can't get to Sydney Motorsport Park.
1: Yeah, the the Carrera Cup race is going to be great And, and in a similar way to supercars, Shebex. they've got 180 points up for grabs at every round of their championship, but this weekend over two races instead of three. So once again, if you have one bad race in Sydney, it's going to change your championship campaign, which is an enormous thing to um, for these people to think about. It's usually a competitive championship. Most of the field tested there last week, and I think the top 10 were covered by about eight tenths. So. It's usually competitive, and then we get the joint races with the Asians uh, later on in the afternoon, which will be great fun. And, and they'll actually be our first experience of night racing that weekend because those races will be run at 6 and 6.30, respectively, leading into the supercars. So it'll be probably dark by then. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be quite the spectacle.
0: We just hope that it's a lot lighter than what it was at uh, Ballarat yesterday for the, uh, for the Bulldogs game and Port Adelaide game, which was uh, played in absolute darkness.
1: Yeah, I I didn't see that. No. Uh, (laughs) No, Neither did anyone else on the ground, mate. No, I saw the result and didn't like it. So uh, I choose to move on with life for that one.
0: Uh, Fair enough, too. Buddy, uh, enjoy the rest of your week and I'll look forward to seeing you Friday morning at the uh, Porsche Breakfast. I'm going to hide under a rock for a couple of days and re-emerge in Sydney. You deserve to. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Thanks, mate. See ya. Richard Crowell joining us here on The Grid. This is On The Grid on mypodcasthouse.com. Great weekend of racing up at Ipswich, as we just heard with Richard Crail. It was fantastic to be up there and see a good win in the Jacuzzi Spars Australian Production Car Series for the Lotus, a brand new car in the series in 2018. There's three of them out there. One of them is being piloted by Grant Denyer, and this man, Tony Delberto, who took a win in Race 2 yesterday afternoon. Good day, Tony. How are you going? Mate, I'm fantastic. First of all, congratulations to you and Grant on what was a, a, a solid win.
2: Yeah, it was a great win. Uh, we we're very, very happy with yesterday's result. Um, you know, coming off the back of a bit of a disappointment at Sandown, uh, where, you know, we got caught out in the rain and did a bit of damage to the car. And, you know, the boys have worked really hard to get that car, um, back on its wheels, so to speak. Um, and to come away with the win on the weekend, um, and, and really be the car to beat over the weekend. We you know, qualified on pole and we had the quickest lap in both races. So, um, just to you know, repay the the faith that the Simply Sports Cars guys have put self and Grant. Uh, it was just a really nice way to to end the weekend.
0: But it seems like a really great pairing, yourself and Grant. Both fun loving guys, both enjoy motor racing. Just both, you really both seem to just be having a great time over the entire weekend.
2: We really did, to be honest. I obviously driven with Grant before in the Maranello Ferrari yeah. and GCs, and we had some really good success there, and We've been trying to sort of find a way to to pair up again. I think, to be honest, uh, you know, Grant's got the relationship with Lotus and simply sports cars, and he needed someone that was very similar height. So I was at the top of the list, thankfully. Uh, but you know, Grant's really competitive, and we're there to try and get a result. And um, while there is that serious component to it, you know, Grant said have a bit of fun, and so am I. You know, my other racing in the supercars is is very. Uh, uh, not stressful, but it, you know, there's a, there's a lot of pressure that comes mm. with that. So this is a bit of an outlet for me. Have a bit of fun and, uh, also do some racing and hone those skills, um, for when I get, when it gets to the supercar enduros later in the year.
0: I'm glad you said Simra and Hike because I still reckon you've got him by about two to three inches.
2: <laughs> yeah I, he actually uh he makes me look tall, so he does. something exactly <laughs> how important and i'm glad
0: you brought up your, your supercar driving. we'll talk about that shortly with djr but how important is it for you to get as much track time regardless of what the car is but just as much mm. track time as you can to hone those skills
2: yeah i mean there's no point sort of sitting at home and you know doing a run every day and trying to get your fitness up that way it's a very different sort of fitness and environment so I believe, you know, the more racing you can do, you know, ideally it'd be great to be in the same car, but just you're going through that process, you're picking your braking markers, you're racing against other cars, you're in a really hot, uncomfortable cabin, um, the strategy involved, all these sort of processes that you can't really replicate. So for myself, uh, you know, I think it's really important, and that's why I try and do as much other racing as I can, obviously doing the GT stuff as well. So... While I'd like it to be in a similar car, uh, I definitely think there is an, an advantage to, to be in any car in that racing environment.
0: And yeah, no doubt. And, uh, G, was you had the uh, the stresses of heat yesterday too up in Queensland, it was a fairly <laughs> warm day and uh, I'm sure that took its toll on you guys.
2: It certainly was warm. I mean, some of the guys are running cool suits in the vehicles and um, it, it wasn't too, too hot in the car, but you're certainly, you know, uncomfortable and coming from Melbourne, you know where you, you wear a puffer jacket every single day <laughs> in this time of year um, to be up there when it's you know 26 degrees or whatever it was, uh, and then you add the cabin temp as well. Um, it did make it a little bit uncomfortable, but uh, we survived, and uh, yeah, it's just fantastic to finish the weekend off with that win.
0: One of the great things about production cars is the fact that you can bring a new car into the series, providing it's under $150,000 RRP from the manufacturer. The other thing, though, with that is that you need time to work on it. We've seen the guys, Ian and Grant, Sharon, who have been working on their BMW M4 for pretty much two to three years, and they've finally got it right. What is it with this Lotus XC? Is it still very much in its development stages? Are we going to see a better car through the remainder of this year and possibly even into next year?
2: Uh, Look, there's no doubt the car is fast. Um, You know, we proved that on the weekend, and... Yeah, you know, the the other guys, uh, you know, Polisina and Simpson are very quick at Sandown as well. And the Alfred boys have been doing an yeah. awesome job. Fantastic. You know, they've been the the achievers. So really happy for those guys. But there's definitely you know a little bit of work to do with the car. We weren't, we weren't quite a hundred percent happy with the handling of it. You know, you're working pretty hard behind the wheel, and although it's, it's got the pace in it, it's not doing it comfortably um, whatsoever. So uh, look, I think we can refine a few things. And to be honest. Getting to Queensland Raceway was an effort after the the incident I had at Sandown. So um, we really just put the car back together. um, And we did have a few problems on Friday and they were a bit of a hangover from Sandown. Um, But the boys just like, they just worked hard all weekend and little gremlins and, um, but you know, at the end of the day, it is a production car. And one thing that I learned on the weekend, you know, to do throwing a case flat out in one of those cars, you know, you can't, probably asked that of the vehicle the whole time so you do have to nurse it a little bit at times just to make sure that you're looking after gearbox and it it is a road car at the end of the day so you're putting a lot of stresses through the car and, and probably stresses that they're they're not used to um but we we learn a lot over the weekend and there's things that we will improve on um but you know the car is obviously very capable and and obviously a fast package um, so, yeah, it should hold us in good stead for the rest of the year.
0: I think Grant mentioned to Greg Rust on the, uh, on the, the coverage yesterday that I think the thing he found difficult working with was he, you've got to be really smooth in your shift changes.
2: Yeah, definitely. It, it's, a, it's a weird sort of scenario because you're trying to hustle the car, trying to go as fast as you can, but then when you do your gear change, you have to slow yourself down. <laughs> So it's not like you just ram it through and yeah. away you go. It's like, you know, you're hustling the car through the corner and, and trying to get the most out of it. And then you get to the gear change you slow the whole process down, you know, just so it goes through nicely. Um, so that, that's a bit of a mindset. It's something that you got to learn, um, and how to drive that car. Uh, but that's what I love about, you know, getting in a race car and trying to adapt to these different things. So you're always sort of thinking. Um, but very different style of race into supercars mm. where the cars are really built to just pound and go as hard as you can. And, you know, if something breaks, they just build something bigger and stronger and, and away you go. So there's really no, um, nursing those cars. Uh, and same with the GT cars, you know, they're built for 24 hours to go as hard as you can. So probably from a driver's point of view, there's, there's a little bit, um, you know, of a style that you need to, uh, approach the races yeah. with.
0: We saw the smiles of ecstasy on yours and Grant's face yesterday after the win. There must have been uh, frowns of disappointment on the Saturday when <laughs> Grant had gone out for a majority of that race on the Saturday night, had the car up the front, then all of a sudden brings it in. You go out, and unfortunately for you, a few laps in, bang, back tyre, back left blows,
2: it's all over. Yeah, yeah it was a shame because um, Grant did a great job in he's opening stint, you know, won the start and was really sort of controlling the race. And, um he sort of felt towards the end of his stint that the car was starting to move around a little bit and he couldn't put his finger on it. But, um, and when I hopped in the car, yeah, the tyre let go, uh, entered turn one and spat me off the road. And, um, we think it might have just been a slow puncture. Maybe we, mm. we, uh, heard it on a curb or something like that. Cause the actual wear of the tyre was fine. It's just the inside wall of the tyre, um, ended up giving way. And uh, anyway, so I come back to the pits, and um, the tyre had actually sort of delaminated a little bit, and done a little bit of damage underneath the car. Yeah. Um, so we put a tyre on it, tried to press on, but it actually affected the electronics of the the car. So one of the speed sensors had gone, and then the ABS just had <laughs> a big meltdown. So it was doing some really funky things, and I ended up going off the track a couple of times. And I said to the guys, like, it's "Just this is too unpredictable for me. So let's come in and fix it." And yeah, we're already basically out of the running anyway. And so. it's the
0: black of night as well. Let's remember that. You're yeah. only running
2: off your headlights. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I ended up that far off at turn one that you can't see anything out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So, um, yeah, a little bit of an uncomfortable sort of situation. But we fixed it, um, got it going again, and the car was fine in the race, but then we actually had a problem with it again on Sunday morning's Warm-up did the same thing. So... Then we had to quickly try and fix this, mm. this uh, problem again, and so we sort of went to the race with not that much confidence that it was going to be a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, luckily it was, so that was a nice little credit to the team fixing that uh, problem that we had.
0: Not sure, how much production car series racing you've done in the past, but you is the uh, Jacuzzi's past Australian production car series really in a healthy state at the moment. 48 cars at Sandown a couple of months ago, 37 at Queensland Raceway. And I suppose one of the joys of being in one of the faster cars is that you get to work your way through that field all the time. It must be a bit of fun.
2: It's a heap of fun, and uh, one thing that I love was the night racing, you know, that, that's something I haven't really done before. I've I've started the Bathurst 12 hours, so you're in the dark for maybe 20 minutes, half an yeah. hour. Um, but to actually drive into the night, and track's not really that well lit up, to be honest.
0: No, it's really um, only the flag marshal points at the turns, isn't
2: it? Yeah, exactly. So um, you are relying on these little lights at the front. And, and, you know, some guys put extra lights in at the front, and we didn't, again, because we were literally just trying to get to the round. Yeah. Um, so we had the thing on high beams the whole race. Um mm. But it changes your whole sort of perspective of driving. You know, when you're driving at speed, you're always trying to look way into the distance to get yourself ready for the X of the corner or, you know, where am I braking for the next bit? Um, but in the dark, you have to really narrow your focus down to basically the tip of the bonnet. And that was really weird to get used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in in the race, trying to get around some of the slower cars, you're just praying that they'd actually seen you. Because when someone's behind you, you just got the lights in your mirror. And you can't really tell if they're having a go at you or not. Yeah. Um, so we sort of took the approach that no one's seen us. So just do everything really safely and, and sort of take your time with it. Uh, and I must admit everyone was really, really good. No, like you... They, they got out, of, not got out, of, got out of the way, but they made it obvious where they were going to position the car. Um, and they obviously getting worded up on the radio as well that, you know, a faster car was coming through. And, um yeah, it just worked really well. So the championship's in great shape. Mm. You know, the cars are, are really fun to drive. And just the whole sort of family sort of environment that the, the category has about it, everyone's going racing for a bit of fun and we're working together to make the category better. And um that's why I think it's so successful at the moment.
0: No, I think you're absolutely spot on. And it's funny you bring up that point about cars not seeing the little lotuses. I reckon we had that situation at Sandown, where the big falcon of George Carademos. I think it mm. might have been the Orford Lotus that went up the inside, and the, the falcon literally ran over the front bonnet. He just did not see that he was there.
2: Yeah, that, that was actually the Policena car. Policena, was it? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, just didn't see him. Just um, you know, because the closing speed is quite a lot on some of those cars. Um, so you know, one minute looking in your mirror and no one's there. And next, like. You know, we're trying to get around yeah. the car in front. And, um, yeah, and that, that's why I'm sort of that's what I was sort of saying about just almost assume no one's seen you, you know. Make it really easy on them. Um, don't dive them at the last minute because they'll run over you. And you, you feel so low. It's like you're driving a go-kart against a road <laughs> car out there, honestly. So some of those bigger cars, you're just praying that they're not going to run over you.
0: Uh, Fantastic stuff, mate. I want to just focus on uh, supercars for a a couple of minutes. Uh, We spoke about night racing here with the uh, Jacuzzi Spars Australian Production Car Series. Massive weekend this weekend, isn't it, for supercars with their night night race at Sydney Motorsport Park?
2: Yeah, that's going to be a cracker, I think. Uh, Obviously, a lot of points on offer uh, for the one race, 300 points. So championship-wise for our team, um, obviously Scott's leading the championship, but Fabs isn't far behind, so... um, it's a, one of those races that really counts. Um, and to, to go into that race and not really have, um, have done any practice at night or anything yeah. like that, it just brings in this whole new element of, you know, what might be a problem within the cabin, you know, can they see properly? There's just so many different aspects to it, but I think as a spectacle, it's going to be like fantastic to watch. So, I'm I'm going to head up for the weekend and and actually check it out because I think it's going to be a great race.
0: And yourself, mate, uh, it's getting closer to Sandown. We're only, uh, what, a month and a half away now and, of course, three Enduro drives for you, Sandown, Bathurst and the Gold Coast. You must so look forward to this time of the year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I always say this time of the year is is a great time um, for a co-driver because you do spend a lot of time waiting for your opportunity to have a go. Uh, While you do the odd co-driver session and a test day, there's not a lot of seat time, but you know, from now on in it, it, starts to become a bit more uh, important that that uh, you actually get a bit of seat time because we're leading into these big races, big points. Um, so the co-driver does make, you know, can make quite a difference to the year. Yeah. So um, we have a, a, a sponsor ride day coming up after Sydney, um, and then we've got a, a test day just before Sandown. So uh, that one there will probably, uh, I'll, I'll probably get quite a few laps myself and Alex Premat. Um, and they'll probably focus that more on the co-driver, um, doing driver changes and getting some of that sort of stuff just sorted and making sure we're all comfortable. But because I drove with fabs last year, a lot of that sort of stuff is is sort of ironed out. That's the beauty of, of having um, that continuity within the team. Yep. Um, but definitely these races are super important for myself. And, um, it's just a great time of year because you're going from, you know, event to event and you're doing regular racing. So, yeah, I really look forward to
0: it. All right, mate. Congratulations on a great win with you and Grant, as we said, on the weekend. And uh, continued success throughout the 2018. And thanks for your time
2: today. My pleasure, and fingers crossed.
0: Tony Delberto joining us here on The Grid. So there you have it, another episode of On The Grid wrapped up and locked in the can. Thank you for joining us again this week. Look forward to bringing you all the action from the night race at Sydney Motorsport Park when we do another episode of On The Grid next week right here on mypodcasthouse.com.